Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us here at We Watched a Thing. I'm Topher. I'm Billy. Good to see you, mate. It's great to see you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm smashing. Yeah? Yeah, what have you been up to this morning? This morning, I watched a movie. Yeah, do you watch this very one that we're about to talk about? This very one. I also watched it this morning while eating some delicious mac and cheese. Breakfast of champions, after all. <laughs> it was good stuff. <laughs> so, this week, uh, there's nothing really out at cinemas. So, we've gone for another, what are we calling these? Throwback? Classic? It depends on the week. It's been yeah. a classic. It's been a throwback. It's been a, has it been a rewind? Let's call it a, re- I like rewind. This, okay, this week, it's a rewind. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> but it's not really a rewind because only one of us has seen it. But we still have to go back to 1997. Or 99. Did you watch the English dub? No, I watched English subtitles. Really? Yeah. There you go. Please. (laughs) Billy. (laughs) You know what I like to do that's actually fun? Well, for starters, we should say we're watching an anime, if you haven't noticed by what we've said. And we're watching 1997's Princess Mononoke. You know what I actually find is fun is to watch the English dub with the translated subtitles on it. Oh, yeah, and spot the difference. Yeah, because it's it's especially with with a lot of anime and stuff, the Japanese language is very, very literal. Like if you if you just watch the the Japanese version and read the subtitles, it's easy to think that the dialogue is really wooden. But then when you watch the English dub, it can sometimes be so different and so over the top. So, I like to do both and kind of see the intention as somewhere in between. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's fun. You should try it sometime. Mm. So, Princess Mononoke was written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki uh, of Studio Ghibli. Uh, It was released in Japan in 97 and the US in 1999. It was the highest grossing Japanese film of 97 and held the box office record for Japanese made films until Spirited Away took that away in 2001. So this was one that I had seen and you hadn't. What did you think? So we we spoke briefly yesterday. You just you quizzed me about where my expectations were for this film and they were high. Yeah. Now, as we've said before, you're not a gigantic anime watcher. No. You've enjoyed some of the stuff you've watched. It, our very first throwback episode was Spirited Away, which is higher than this in the top 250. Spirited Away is still the highest animated film. Yeah. How did you feel after watching it? I So, I, I was thinking I may well love this film. I like this film. Okay. There's some things narrative-wise that don't hugely- work for me yeah okay um but but i find it i found it an enjoyable experience for sure okay let's talk about the narrative things that you weren't a huge fan of so the the story follows a prince from a kind of forest town who is attacked by a giant demon he protects his village kills the demon and ends up taking on the demon who used to be a god we find out ends up taking on that curse and goes to the West, searching for the origins of the curse to try and cure himself. So, right off the bat, yep, I was like, okay, this thing, which has been referred to as both a both a god and a demon, yeah. a god who's kind of become corrupted and is now a demon, gets taken down by an arrow. Yeah, and I was like, piss weak. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> yeah, but he got him in the eyes. That was a good shot. <laughs> it props, was props to our hero. It's a good shot, but I'm like. Come on. (laughs) You're you're a demon. (laughs) It was funny, you know. I don't know if you are 
apart to, like I don't I don't actually know whether you're a huge gamer of I, I don't think you do play a lot of games no. but for example I know that you were a fan of Ocarina of Time back in the day yeah 64 styles yeah and this when I was watching this this morning rewatching it yeah it was really reminiscent of things like that when you'd have your boss battles and you know it would be for example like a big spider or something but it would have glowing eyes and you'd instantly be like I know where I need to hit this thing to take it down. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what rewatching that scene was like. I was like, he knows what he's doing. He's played Zelda before and he sees this beast's glowing eyes. He's like, if I hit that, he dies. And he was right. <laughs> it was bang on. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually didn't mind that just because I guess I'm more familiar with that kind of, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> and then, so so from that, our, our hero is- He's got yeah. grayscale. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's told by a village elder that he's going to die. Yeah. Well, in a horrific manner, yeah. too. She talks about it splitting apart his bones and, yeah. And this happens so this happens so early. We don't know. It's the opening scene. I love that in this film, you get straight into the action. The very first shot of this film is that demon boar walking through yeah. the woods before we even see our hero. Yeah. My only beef with that then is that when we find out that this guy's going to die, we've got no attachment to him yet. So yeah, okay. I was like, oh, I mean, you know, that sucks for you, but I don't care about you yet. See, I kind of like that from a narrative perspective because we're so used to that kind of storytelling format where you've got- your first act, your second act, your third act, and something like this would usually come at the end of the first act to spur the adventure on. And I really like that in this instance, it's the very first thing that happens straight up and and we don't have that attachment to him and we go on this adventure with this guy that we don't know anything about. I like that. Uh, love the character design of the village elder. Yeah. She was, I mean, she was cool. As we said in our Spirited Away episode, I mean, Miyazaki is- an animation genius. Studio Ghibli have done amazing work. The design on everything. I, I loved the design of the boars, the wolves. And I love the design of the kind of oxy deer type thing that our hero Ashtaka, like, it's eventually essentially his kind of companion animal, really. It's more than just how a, a cowboy would use a horse. It's it's his best friend. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about um, Artax. Yes. Never-ending story. I was yeah. like, and immediately as soon as I thought that, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Something bad is coming for yeah. this thing. Yeah, I love the design of all of the creatures and characters. One thing I like about this film is that it doesn't bother explaining things like, why doesn't he ride a horse? Yeah. Who yeah. cares? This is the answer. Yeah, you don't need to know the backstory of how he encountered this creature and why they're so close. You don't need that stuff. That's why I love that we start straight with the action. We don't start seeing him be born and know his backstory and why he's kind of special. Mm. We don't know. That's great. I'm, I'm not even sure that I knew until I read something, until I like looked at the blurb on IMDb or something after I'd watched the film. I'm- I'm not convinced I even knew he was a prince. Yeah, it doesn't actually come up a lot. I think maybe at the very start they might make yeah, a passing but, mention to it. But but it doesn't matter. No. Like, it doesn't matter that he's a, if he's a prince or if he's just honourable young gent yeah. of, the, of the town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing where I, like, I like the lack of explanation in this a bunch. Um, what's the name of the little- the forest-dwelling- 
um, like clock, yeah, the, clock the, head things. Yeah, the corkscrew head guys. Yeah. Like, what are they? Yeah. Do, like, Forest does, spirits. Yeah, they, they are what they are. Yeah. Go with it. So not too far into his adventures, he runs into who I think is the most interesting character in the film, the Lady Eboshi. Yes, who is, I guess, our main antagonist yeah. of the film. But also, like, she cares for lepers. Yeah. And- She's liberated a bunch of prostitutes. And the women in that village are super empowered. They've gone from being prostitutes to being fairly central characters in the story who are pretty good with rifles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like an army attacks their town. Yeah, all the like, better away. And they- Pop some of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she is an interesting- And that's one of the things that I really love about Miyazaki in general, and in, and particular this film, is that there are shades in the characters. Even our hero- he does some questionable things at points. So our, our main antagonist as well, the what we don't like about her, which is something central about the film, is this imbalance between the environment and industry. Yes. Obviously, like, the central theme of this film is all about environment and, you know, the evolution of industry. And, yeah, I actually, I really love that juxtaposition that, you're kind of not expecting at the start of this film where we're coming from this small village and we've got forest gods and demons. And then all of a sudden there's rifles and guns. And Which is weird when it- It when is. The- it's weird. And at first, at least, they're kind of very basic weapons. But then you see them developing pr- pretty much what looks like regular rifles. And yeah, I actually really love that juxtaposition. It- how did you feel about that? And do you feel that the messages in the movie are perhaps too preachy? Because it's something that we're not really used to from particularly animated films to have. Although I guess these days you look at films like Wally, for example, which similar themes. And this is, I mean, this is uh, more recent than Fern Gully, the inspiration for Avatar, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean the first draft of the script for Avatar. It's, quite quite it's right. More than inspiration. <laughs> I don't know, you know, it did get put into a blender along with Dances with Wolves. At at some point, we should probably talk about um, Princess Mononoke herself. Well, uh, certainly in the English dub, she's not referred to as Princess Mononoke. Is she in the Japanese script? Because Mononoke is not a name. It's actually a Japanese word that means kind of monster or spirit. Yeah, I didn't find that out until afterwards when I was, yeah, reading about it in, in the film She's Sun. Um, who is a was a person now kind of possessed by a wolf spirit? Um, yeah, she was a human, I guess, who was abandoned and adopted by a wolf spirit. Yeah, but that's not going to stop our hero having a crack. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty keen on yeah. her right from the get. He doesn't even give it much time to breathe. I know he's like, "Come on, you're a human." She's like, <laughs> "Um, she just said she's not." <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, he's never even, like, met this person, and all of a sudden he's basically sacrificing himself to save her because, as he says, you're beautiful. <laughs> My least favourite moment in the film. When like, he says she's got her. a knife to his throat. Mm. Why she hasn't killed him yet is kind of a mystery. <laughs> and then he says, you're beautiful, and she, like, is like, oh, well, geez, I won't kill you then because- <laughs> Yeah, but it depends on how you interpret the word beautiful. I think that what he's saying there is that, like, her aura and her spirit and her intentions are beautiful. I don't. <laughs> and he, and she should have been like, you're a creeper. 
and plunge the knife into his throat. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, didn't, I did not buy her reaction to that at all. Yeah. That's, I mean, I guess that's fair. Like, oh, okay, okay. I accept that you're a wolf spirit. No, wait. You're hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the wolves in general, I totally dig. Oh, yeah. And I love the introduction to Sun when he's looking across the water and she's there, like, sucking the bullet out of the other wolf and she's got that blood dripping down her cheeks. Like, yeah. it's a pretty great introduction to a, to a character. It is. What do you think about the animation style in this? Oh, I dig it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean- do you think it's evolved much since then? Like, this doesn't really look that different from Spirited Away, which was four years later. Yeah, like, if I, if I had to pick between them, Spirited Away. Yeah, so the entire thing, of course, was still done by hand. There's, I think, about 10 minutes worth of computer-generated imagery, but it's blended with the 2D and used to, you know, like, I think some of the effects of the kind of evil aura around his arm and stuff, okay. I think, mayhaps have been yep. CG. I just love that even Miyazaki really thinks about story. And I just like when I was studying animation, one of the first things we were taught is think about the point of animation. Like, why would you make this as an animation as opposed to a live action? Because in animation, you can do things that are, even with CG and stuff, impossible with live action and and more forgivable too. Like, particularly in the fantasy realm, you can get away with things that, even though CG looks great now, it still takes you out of that realm of possibility. And I just love that this is a story that, to me, this is the only medium for it. Like, I could not see a live action remake of this film working no matter how well it was made. It just wouldn't have the same feelings for me. Mm. This is not, I remember we talked about this with Spirited Away, and I'm, again, just certain that I don't get as much from this film as its home audience does. Yeah. Like, there's things that I'm watching it and you just, like, you just have a feeling that there there are things here going over my head. I don't know how much that impacts story uh, and then, indeed, your overall enjoyment of it. I would certainly be interested to to talk to someone- who who fully gets this movie? Yeah. Just just have a conversation about. Oh yeah, this is representative of this, and this feeds into our culture this way. I just think yeah. it would be fascinating to to know what am I not getting? Yeah, out of this yeah. Movie. Like as much as, and I did enjoy it, but yeah, I'd just love to know more about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Miyazaki, even more than story, he puts so much thought into theme. And I think, you know, we watch this movie and we see a lot, obviously, about environment, industry stuff. But I was reading that at the time it was praised for its themes around disability due to the the subplot with the lepers, which to me watching this film is such a small part of it. Maybe it's more culturally relevant in Japan. I don't know the history well enough, but yeah. So it is interesting to think about those kind of things that really resonate for others that as Westerners, we obviously miss. Mm. I kind of dig any film and any story where I inherently cheer against the humans. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what that says about me, <laughs> but any time where I'm like, get him, wolf. <laughs> I'm just into it. And the wolves and the boars in this movie are so boss. Like, oh, yeah. the design of them and just their voices, their actions, they're so cool. Of course you're rooting for them. Yep. Even, yeah, I mean, when we first meet the boars, then big ugly-ass boars are one of those animals, like an eel that 
I think most people, your immediate reaction is to not root for them. Yeah. But then when that, when the other, when we meet our, you know, lowercase g god boar, he's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> and Mother Wolf in the English dub is voiced by Gillian Anderson. Oh, who even as, better. As I know you're a huge X-Files fan, I've mate. seen several episodes. <laughs> Watch X-Files, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, that, I didn't know that that's who she voiced. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. So let's talk about- I mean, obviously, it's quite a long film, especially for an animation. It's cracking close to two and a half hours, and almost the last entire third of that is the battle, which, to me, this is one of those epic screen battles. This is up there with the Battle of Five Armies. How did you feel about the battle? I liked it. Um, I wouldn't have it, from, from what you've just said, I probably don't like it As to much. quite that extent. Like, for me, it's not like, you know, a couple of the battles in Braveheart or, or yeah. Helm's Deep or, or something like that. Yeah. But, but I dug it. Um, I, I thought they did a, a, a really good job of having real clarity around what the characters were doing. Yes. Throughout. Yeah, through that sequence. Um, because yeah, there is quite a bit going on. Yeah, and quite a lot of different sides to that battle too, which I guess is why I brought up the Battle of Five Armies. You've got multiple kind of entities fighting against each other in various locations, and it was all kept quite clear. And yeah, again, you know, getting back to the here's the thing, it's up to you to just kind of go with it. Because let's face it, the the deer god is fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a bunch to do with the deer god at the end, and. Yeah, it's. I think it's a credit to the film that you don't sit there going, "What's what?" Yeah, and I think that's just. Even though, like, if if you if you were to just explain it, if I hadn't seen the film and you just explained it to me, I'd be like, yeah. "What <laughs> drugs were these people on?" And look, may well have been on drugs, possibly. But <laughs> I guess I think. Firstly, I think it's probably a cultural thing for sure, and and I think we are starting to see more of this kind of adventurousness in Western animation, but. Yeah, in Eastern animation, it's always been much more, hey, we can do whatever we want with this medium, so let's go nuts. Hell, look at the end of Akira. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel that the the ending with the forest being reborn and and that whole- that bit, did that feel a little easy to you? I guess it it is the easy way out, yeah. I mean, it could have ended just with- the destruction. <laughs> but I wonder if- Do you think it may, may have lost its impact of its message about living side by side, humans in the forest, if it ended with one side winning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, undoubtedly it would have. I just- Yeah, I've, I've- Personally, I think maybe I would have liked there to be more- And now I'm thinking about it, there was a fair amount of loss that had to happen. Yeah. <laughs> For, for yeah. how but but I didn't feel like the balance was kind of actually like I felt like it was a victory for the for humans the, for the forest for the forest yeah which if I'm picking a side like yeah great yeah go forest kick those humans ass yeah um but if it was meant to be that it winds up in balance yeah then I don't think that happened yeah I guess, I guess it's a tricky case but I guess it's which I'm fine with but I guess it started. With a slight against the forest. The first thing to be cursed was Nago, our giant boar, who in turn went a bit nuts. But I really loved those messages too around hatred and what what hatred looks like. You know, like he just became so filled with hate. 
I, I dug that, that kind of revelation that, no, that's not what this- This wasn't just a bad entity. Yes. This was something that got driven this way because of the humans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like the iron ball itself, the bullet, I guess, isn't what actually cursed him. What cursed him was the hatred that that then brought on for him to, I guess, seek revenge. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that was cool. That was very cool. Have you ever done archery? Yep. Yeah? You reckon you could hit a boar's eye from while riding an elk? <laughs> I've never tried it while riding an elk. Um, it will shock you to hear. <laughs> I went I went all right on year six camp. Yeah? Got to tell you. Was that the last time you did it? I did it in high school at one point. I got to tell you, I'm mad good at archery. When we went to Wyoming, I mean, mind you, it was a crossbow- it had a sight. It was it was more like a gun. But anyway, I was really good at it. So, was it in fact time cop at the arcade? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to admit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Probably showing my age there as well with time cop. I was going to say deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there are more recent archery or shooting yeah, games. Yeah, cracking <laughs> cultural reference there. For <laughs> I love archery, though. Oh, me too. Great I've, fun. I have so often thought about actually taking it up. I've got a friend who's, like, real deep in it. Like, he went over to Turkey for, like, the World Championships a couple of years ago. Right. And often I'll say to him, like, could you teach me? And he's always like, no. And he's like, I've I've got nothing left to teach you, Billy. <laughs> yeah. You are already too good. I saw you at Time Cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do archery, particularly on a horseback. That's always been my dream. Yeah, I don't like horses. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not actually fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, same. T- when we were in Wyoming, actually, we- can I just clarify? I don't wish ill upon horses. <laughs> I just don't need to be near them. So this was a selection of yours. I'm going to go out on a limb and say your rating of this film is pretty high. I love this movie. I don't think this movie is as good as Spirited Away and movies that have come later. Even it's funny, you know, watching it back today. You know, I was saying before that I don't think the style has changed that much, but one thing that I do think has really developed in animation, in particular anime, is the cinematography. When you look at something like that we watched recently- Your Name? Your Name, and we both commented there on the composition of shots. Looking back at this today, I I think that is where- the, The animation is still stunning and inspirational and beautiful, but- that is one thing where you can see the leap that we've made. And even plot-wise, I I like it definitely more than it sounds like you did, but it's kind of in between having that very structured narrative and being very loose, like something like Spirited Away. Like, it's not quite as out there as that. It's kind of in the middle. And I think I would prefer it if it leaned a little bit more to one side. I don't mind which side, whether it's more structured or whether it's more insane. But I think it could have- for me, anyway, it might have worked if it leaned a little bit more one way. But I still loved it. I'm giving it a nine. I'm a six out of ten. Oh, wow. That's much lower than I was expecting. Yeah, like I and I, I, I enjoyed it. My my main thing with the film, I think, is that while there's a bunch of stuff happening on screen that I, I was into, I was actually in no way invested. Yeah, right. Like I said earlier with when we find out that our hero is, you know, he's got the grayscale- and I'm like, well, I don't care. I actually never particularly care that much about him. <laughs> but it's not even about him. That's what I love about the film is that you 
you care a lot about those secondary characters too. You care about the wolves. You care about the boars. And it's more than just his story. You know, like he might be the one who, in a sense, kickstarts it, even though really it's the boar is, you know, he's even, like I said, he's the first shot of the film is that boar. But yeah, I, I like the fact that he- I don't feel like you're supposed to care that much about him. Mm. Well, just it doesn't give me an into the events. Like I'm looking at all these events and stuff that that are cool, but what impact do they have on me? The answer is not that much. Yeah, right. Because for me, there aren't really any. So you don't care about nature? Is that what you? That's what I'm hearing. Is that which one of us gets public transport to work, my friend? I ride an electric bike. You are going to sell that bike because you don't use it anymore. <laughs> only, True or false? Only, True or false? Only because I had to move offices and it's really far now. All right, so you didn't like the movie. <laughs> I did like the movie. I'm giving it an, abo- an above average score. Okay, that's good to hear. I was really expecting that you would like it more, but a six is fine. I, I was expecting to like it more as well. Yeah. And there's, again, I'll stress, there's a bunch about it I do like. Yeah. Um, would you rewatch it? You'd be more soon to rewatch Spirited Away. I, w- I would watch Spirited Away again before I watch this again. Yeah, I believe you gave that a six as well. I thought I gave it a seven. Maybe, maybe I gave it a six. Maybe it was a seven. I was I, w- I was thinking about it earlier, and I was like, "There's not a ton between them for me on my scale of goodativity." <laughs> yeah, um, but I would have Spirited Away above it. Yeah, right. Yeah, cool. Now I need to get to ha- I need to get to Hell's Moving Castle. We'll get to it one day. I mean, there's plenty more anime that you haven't seen that will come back in a throwback at some point. What are we going to do next week, buddy? Next week, we've got, well, we've got two films coming out next week. That's right. We've we got do. Spike Lee's new one, Black Klansman. Yep. And a film that the star and director have already disowned <laughs> in The Meg. <laughs> so, two great films. Is what was- <laughs> no, actually, I have to say, I um, in anticipation for Black Klansman coming out, I picked up the book and I've been reading it and I've been- Churning re- through it. Been reading it? I've been listening to the audio. It's the same thing. It's read, it's by, the, the same thing. It's read by the author, mate. Not the same thing. It's like he's reading me a bedtime yeah, story. Yeah, but just say you've been listening to it. Well, what difference just, does it make? Well, if it makes no difference. <laughs> so, so am I- am But I, if it makes no difference, why are, you bother, why, why are you kicking up a stink about not saying listened? Well, because I don't think reading needs your eyes. So for those of us without difficulties with, it, with sight, <laughs> I would say that, yes, reading- is its own thing. <laughs> the po- the point is, uh, when am I meant to read, mate? I've got I've got a kid. And I don't know when you're on your electric bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I listen to audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I have to say, it's it's incredible. It's it's definitely my most anticipated film of the year so far, based on how good the book is. You know, what's greener than an electric bike. <laughs> just, just just a bike. <laughs> yes. But that also involves me to be less fat. <laughs> no, that would cause you to be less fat. Oh, I don't know, mate. You try going up them hills. No, I'm good. It's a, I'm, a, I'm in a very hilly area here. It's very hilly between here and work. Is it? It is. <laughs> okay. We do live in a hilly town. We do live in it. Like, it's not San Francisco, but it's fairly hilly. It's much hillier. <laughs> it's less hillier. Have you been to San Fran? I've seen pictures. It's very, very And I've hilly. seen The Rock. Yeah, the, yeah, we're going to be so off track this oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for joining me this week, buddy. As always. It's been a pleasure. It's been beautiful. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or at wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. And until next time, go watch a movie. See you. See you.